The car is bad, we know. Please drive it. Holy shit! Hey team, and welcome to another episode of F Everything, an F1 podcast. I'm Sam, as usual, and today we are discussing Team Mercedes. We are and counting right now two teams away from finishing the deep driver deep dives. I almost said deeper driver dives. Great. That sounds awesome. No, so seriously, we are so close to the 2024 F1 season. I am pumped and this timing could not have been more perfect because when we do next week's episode, which is Red Bull, we are only days away from the first race weekend. So get excited, people. I know I'm excited. I'm currently sipping some wine. So, you know, this could get to be a dicey podcast. But I actually have never done never. It's only been 11 episodes. This is the 12th. But I haven't done a podcast drunk yet, which isn't like a goal. I just typically record on the weekends. So it's impressive because I go out a lot with my friends, not super late, but dinners and stuff. So you would think I would have probably by now, but I have not. So maybe today's the day. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Okay, so with Team Mercedes, we have George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton. He is knighted. I might do a little bit of a different approach when it comes to the Lewis portion of the podcast because he is arguably one of the most famous Formula One drivers and honestly one of the more famous athletes and probably one of the wealthiest. So a lot of people already know who he is and how he got his start. So I don't want to belabor facts that we know and I put together some initial background to just refresh and then I actually found a lot of interesting facts we might not know about him so I wanted to approach it that way. Honestly I could have an entire podcast that just went through Lewis Hamilton and his life and his career and it it would probably be weeks long if not months so I don't want to do a disservice to talking about his career. Um, I think I feel that way a little bit more than I do the other drivers just because it is Lewis Hamilton. So I'm going to take a slightly different approach with him and we'll see how it goes. But before we get to Lewis, let's talk about George Russell. So George Russell, driver number 63, he just turned 26 on Valentine's Day. So really cute birthday to have. He has been associated with only one other team. He has one win and 11 podiums. And we'll talk a little bit about his start as well. So George drove for the Mercedes Junior Program in 2017. And then he was a reserve driver for Mercedes in 2018. But his rookie season was in 2019 with Williams, which I think is funny because he's now on Mercedes, but he raced for Williams for a couple of years. So in his debut season with Williams in 2019, he was the only driver not to score a point. Understandably, he's a rookie, but that was an interesting fact that everyone else was able to score a point. I think there were other rookies that year, actually, I'm positive there were Lando and Alex Albon, I believe, also. So for George, a little bit of a rough start, but the more interesting point there is that he qualified ahead of his teammate for every single race that season, but didn't score a point. So the potential's there, but didn't quite make it happen in his debut season in 2019. So he retained his relationship with Mercedes during the season and did a lot of test sessions. That's very common for drivers to do. They, especially early in their career, they they do drive for other teams in more of a reserve or test session capacity. So not abnormal. 
And then in 2020, he was still at Williams, but was released by Williams to stand in for Lewis at Mercedes when Lewis got COVID. If you watch Drive to Survive, I believe this storyline is covered, or at least they mentioned that Lewis got COVID. I'm not 100%. I can't remember if they bring up that George was driving for him. I'm assuming they did if they covered that Lewis got COVID. So that is an interesting uh, part of the season where they talk about that storyline and he actually qualified just behind Botas who was his teammate for Mercedes so Lewis and Botas were on Mercedes together George was subbing in Botas being his teammate he was second and Botas was first in quali so really impressive on George's end but also really great for Toto and Mercedes that they had one and two on a week where their essentially number one driver Lewis was out He actually finished ninth, and that was his first instance of getting points as a Formula One driver. And this all took place at the Sakir Grand Prix in Bahrain. So really interesting, fun story. I always say, oh, that's interesting. But I really find so much of the kind of domino effect of Formula One to be fascinating because he had such a strange rookie season where he scored zero points, like I said, but then qualified phenomenally, beat out his teammate who was more seasoned, then subbed in for the number one driver on the grid at the time, and qualified second right behind his teammate as essentially a brand new driver. And it was a freak thing where Lewis got COVID, and then he finished top 10 and got some points. So I think that's really interesting. And I knew about it, but I didn't really put it together until I really dove into it. Again, these deep dives. I saw it on Drive to Survive, but wasn't really absorbing because I wasn't in it in it. And now knowing all of these circumstances, it's just, it's very, it's very cool. So after the Secure Grand Prix, when this is all happening, Lewis gets well from COVID. He goes back to Mercedes. George goes back to Williams. And then he drove for Williams again in 2021. This subbing in for Lewis at Mercedes was in 2020. And in 2021, he, in the beginning of the season, kept qualifying really high, but then would finish between like 9th and 15. And then he qualified right behind Max in the Belgian Grand Prix in 2021. And that was the race where he got his first podium. There were a lot of factors of bad weather. He was behind safety cars. I've said this in other episodes with Driver Deep Dives. You take what you can get in this sport, you know, even if you get a podium from a disqualification. That was not the case in this scenario, but just giving an example, every podium is very well earned. They all really earn it no matter the circumstance, I believe. So I believe there there was a lot of discussion about like the weather is a factor. I don't think anyone crashed that race. I, I cannot remember, but he did win his first podium at that Grand Prix. In 2022 is when he went to Mercedes. So he's currently at Mercedes, so he's been here since 2022. In terms of the 2022 season, specifically on Drive to Survive, it's worth noting, he had a really heavy storyline in Drive to Survive. So George jumped out of his car in 2022 during a race when... Zhou Guan Yu crashed really, really badly. This is a huge storyline on Drive to Survive because it was just massive. He was okay, but the car was upside down. And it was during the first lap at the British Grand Prix. So George, seeing this, there was a safety car. He obviously didn't like jump out of his car while cars were zooming by. Actually, 
if you watch it, it still was dangerous conditions. But he jumped out of the car and went to go help his friend, which I thought was really exciting because most drivers, understandably, would be like, okay, I'm going to keep going and try to get a higher place. But the crash was really, really bad. So looking back, I, I believe he intended to finish the race, but he ended up disqualified just because the car was sitting on the track and it was brought back to the paddock, the garage, and he didn't get to finish the race. But I believe his team was super proud of him. At least the storyline made it sound like they were um, because he helped Joe and George was just really trying to be a good person because at the end of the day, life and death, you know, it really makes you think. And honestly, you just operate on instinct. You don't really think. And he jumped out and he was there to help. So I thought that was a great quality. And that year, he actually finished fourth in driver standing. So he had a phenomenal year in 2022, which is now two seasons ago. Last season, he ended up in eighth, which is still pretty high. And his contract with Mercedes is up after this year, as is most of the drivers. So we're going to have a crazy, silly season. One thing about George, as we move into more of like the fun facts, all of us know who follow Formula One, he's a meme. He... From the get-go of the season, the intro with his like weird like hands outstretched pose is just phenomenal. And then there's the driving when he like turns around during like the driver's parade, just amazing. And he knows he's a meme now, which is even better. And so everyone is super anticipating what his pose is going to be for the intro and he better not disappoint and he knows people are waiting for this. So I really hope the producers allow him to do something funny. Um, I just cannot wait to see it. Okay, so in terms of George's personal life, we know we have to talk about that a little bit. I talked super briefly on another episode about George and his girlfriend, Carmen. She is one of the more well-known wags, wives and girlfriends of the grid. She's super, super classy. She posts a lot on Instagram. She has like a personal brand. She posts a lot of content with George and they actually have a lot of I wouldn't say a lot. They have a couple brand deals together. I think Tommy Hilfiger is one. So they're really cute. They've been dating for a while. She is one of the very few girlfriends featured on Drive to Survive. I've been talking so much about Drive to Survive this episode. I just think that George has such a prominent storyline on the show. Some don't. He actually mentions on one of the seasons that they never was they never featured him and then they started to. And in one episode, the only feature he got prior to having his major storylines was them like spying on him on the phone with his girlfriend. So there's a couple funny tidbits. But anyway, I was talking about Carmen. She is super classy, like I said, just very trendy. I mentioned in one of the previous podcast episodes that there was like this online ongoing joke that him and his girlfriend, George and Carmen, hunt people for sport because they just look better than everybody else. And it's like a nod to one of those older novels like the most dangerous game where people are hunted for sport I finally found the TikTok I just haven't posted it it's really freaking funny so I will make it a priority to do that even though it's such a ridiculous statement but wanted to bring that full circle it's a weird note to end on but let's move on so that is George Russell and now we're gonna talk about Sir Lewis Hamilton I think I have been saying sir lately just because anything to do with Queen Elizabeth I just get really excited I absolutely loved her I was crushed when she passed obviously she had a very long and meaningful life so this is now transitioned into the part of the podcast where I talk about Queen Elizabeth I actually could have a separate royal family podcast. I'm going to spare everybody. I think one podcast per human is enough, especially when I have 
not that many followers. I have more than I ever thought I would, so that's exciting. But yeah, unless I become super huge, I'm going to stick to one podcast. Okay, let's conclude the part of the podcast where I talk about Queen Elizabeth and my own podcast and move on to Lewis Hamilton. Okay, so I mentioned he was knighted. He was knighted in 2020. The queen was able to knight him. Very exciting. So as I've said, Lewis Hamilton is probably one of, if not the most famous driver. A lot of people know him that might not even know Formula One. He has been connected to so many celebrities. He has a lot of fashion sense. He is a big social person, partier. So yeah, a lot of people know who he is, even if you don't know Formula One. So I would argue probably the most famous driver. So his driver number is 44 and he is 39 years old. He just had a birthday recently. So next year will be the big 4-0. He really does not look his age, even though I think 40 is still super young or 39 rather. Um, I don't know. He looks super, super young to me. Um, and honestly, he's still doing so well in his career. So the sky's the limit. So he is tied with Michael Schumacher for most drivers' championships. I'm not going to go into the whole seven, not eight championship thing. There's a big storyline on Drive to Survive again. I feel like this is the Drive to Survive episode. He was essentially, I wouldn't say cheated out of an eighth championship. I think there was just a lot of technicality with the rules. I I can't really make the call whether it should have been him or not, but I would recommend watching the series or reading up about it because he was very close to an eighth championship, which would have broke the record and he was not able, well, they didn't give it to him. So I'm going to leave everybody to do their own homework on that because I genuinely would need an entire podcast to talk about it. So he joined the Mercedes Young Driver Program in 1998. When he says Mercedes has been a part of his life since he was 12, 13, he is referring to that. He has been involved with them for that long. He did drive for McLaren in his debut with F1 from 2007 to 2012. And he's been with Mercedes since 2012 and in a big change of events that none of us saw coming. I didn't, I, I don't think anyone did. It's It's been, it was a huge ordeal. I talked about this in a previous episode. He will be driving for Ferrari in 2025. I already talked about my feelings on this. I think it's awesome. I really think it makes logical sense. It sucks that my boyfriend, Carlos Sainz, I thought I could get through an episode without mentioning him. I can't. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend, Carlos Sainz, will not have a seat, but I'm not super worried. I'm sure he's secured one and just hasn't been announced yet. So so that's a little bit about Lewis Hamilton and, and how he got to where he is now. Again, I said in the beginning of the show, I'm not going to go as deep as I did with, let's say, George Russell or some other of the drivers, because I could actually have months-long podcasts talking about Lewis Hamilton and all of his accomplishments and specific things and races and things like that. So I'm going to talk about a couple things that we might not know about Lewis Hamilton to keep it interesting, exciting. I didn't know these things. And so I hope those who either don't know about F1 or know about F1 don't know these things. And it'd be really fun to kind of learn a little more about him. Okay, the first thing that I didn't know is that he plays piano and has recorded songs. 
it sounds familiar, right? Because Charles Leclerc plays piano and has songs that are released. I did not know that about Lewis Hamilton. I don't know if they're, I didn't look, to be very honest with you, if they're on Spotify or another streaming service, but I didn't know he plays piano, so I thought that was really exciting. There's something hot about a guy that plays piano. I feel like I need to dedicate an entire episode to my ix and what I think is hot because I've talked about it a couple times now, but moving on. Next interesting thing that you might not know about Lewis Hamilton is that he loves dogs. I would hope most people would know that because Roscoe, his bulldog, is a lot of the times featured on the paddock and has his own Instagram, I'm obsessed. But he also has owned other large dogs such as Neapolitan Mastiffs, but he's particularly a dog person, which I really appreciate. Another thing about him, he has at least 15 cars, all of which are expensive and rare and supercars, they call them. But it is not rumored. I was I was gonna say it's rumored, it's not rumored. He has been on record saying that he does not drive them anymore because he is focused to reducing his carbon footprint. I, it's not that I don't believe him, but it's, it's dedication if that's the case. And I think that's very admirable. I just, I can't see having 15 cars that I never, ever, ever start up or drive. Maybe he starts them up and doesn't drive them. I don't know. But he's been on record as saying that he's only driving his electric Mercedes car. So great for him. In his rookie season, I'm just going to keep rattling these off, by the way, as a civilian in his own car, in his rookie season, he was driving 121 miles per hour and he had his license suspended for one month, something I did not know. I don't think a lot of people do. That's crazy. He also celebrates winning championships by skydiving. He has sky dove. That's an awkward way to say sky, sky dived sky dove he has jumped out of a plane I think over 11 times I think I saw so it's not necessarily correlated directly to winning championships but I know that he has said that that's how he celebrates probably also by partying if I had to guess but that's quite their tradition he also plays online poker in 2020 there was this whole thing about people saw him playing online I'm assuming during the pandemic I know a lot of people did that there was nothing else to do so interesting. I guess he likes to play poker or gamble. One thing that I saw about him that I wouldn't have guessed is that he posted a bunch of videos online of him playing with tigers and PETA like lost their shit. Was so mean about the whole thing. I, I completely understand not using like large cats that belong in the wild as you know cloud on Instagram. I get that that's an issue but they really hammered into him to the point of just humiliation and they also in their statement had a huge dig about his whole issue with Nico Rosberg. I'm not going to cover that here but he had a former teammate that he really just had a big falling out with that they used to be friends and PETA really just having absolutely nothing to do with the situation and bringing it up randomly in their statement about him posting tigers said, end quote, ask any victim of a tiger or lion mauling or the relatives of those who didn't survive one and they'll assure Lewis that cuddling exotic animals is far more foolish a move than tangling with Nico Rosberg. Burn. I need to know if people know this. That is wild to me. I don't even know what year this happened in. I didn't even look it up. I just thought it was crazy. PETA has literally no chill, even on something that I can meet them halfway on. This issue of, you know, playing with wild cats and it, it they just don't belong in that scenario. That is ridiculous for them to even bring that up. 
I am going to end on not that note about Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to end on a different note with Lewis Hamilton. And this is by far probably the biggest Cinderella story I've ever heard of in the sense that it's almost unbelievable. So here it is. When Lewis Hamilton was 10 years old, he won the karting championship, the British karting championship. At the Autosport Awards that year, in 1995, his dad pointed out the head, the boss at McLaren to Lewis. Lewis Hamilton at 10 years old went up to this man, the boss of McLaren, and said, my name is Lewis Hamilton. I won the British Karting Championship. And one day, I want to be an F1 champion in your race car. The That is so powerful, just knowing him now. But the boss of McLaren said, in nine years, you know, we'll talk, we'll sort something out. And he signed that in an autograph, obviously humoring this child, this 10-year-old. Three years later, he started at the development program at McLaren and is now Lewis Hamilton. That is insane and such an amazing story. And that's the note I want to end on with Lewis Hamilton. Also, I just want to say that I know I've been doing these driver deep dives because it's the off season and I'm doing a podcast that I hope people listen to, but I have really understood how much I really care about each individual driver. If you were to ask me three days ago, do you like Lewis Hamilton? I would say, yeah, you know, he's he's cool. He's great. He's about the best driver. But now I have such an appreciation because I really dove into it and understand these tidbits about his life and not just him but like George Russell like all of these drivers so I personally have been learning so much and I really have a new appreciation for F1 um this is obviously the part of the podcast where I gush about F1 and like how special it is but I just wanted to say that I hope someone anyone else one person two people whatever feel the same way whether you know F1 or not and if you do just reach out let me know on social um and I would love that so anyway I appreciate all of you listening. I am so excited to cap off the driver deep dives with Red Bull next week. So until then, until next time, stay fast, friends. Peace, boys uh, and girls. And uh, I love you all. See you soon.